0: everybody welcome to the outsider's edge it's your boy rance aka ray cash i am here as always with my partner in crime mr carl Irvin. how you doing
1: sir doing good man uh we're recording in the morning for once that must be nice nice fun. for me i don't know if it's nice for you or not we'll
0: see it would be nice for me if i hadn't already recorded a full hour and a half podcast this morning um I but nonetheless that's-
1: <laughs>
0: i'm dedicated
1: yeah, no, you are. I agree.
0: Um, what's been going on in your world, man? How's things
1: going? Not bad, man. This is my uh, last week of the semester. As some of you know, I'm pursuing a degree, and uh, it's been a long semester. But I took my last final yesterday, everything went well, and I've got about a three-week break before I start in the summer. So
0: that's about it, really. So basically you have three weeks of your life to live.
1: Pretty much, yeah. The summer's gonna suck. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know how
0: I can segue from that to what we're talking about, but <laughs> no man, you're doing it for the greater good because uh, if you don't know, Carl's going to be the uh, he's gonna be the breadwinner of our relationship. And to <laughs> take care of me. If y'all didn't know.
1: Yes, sir. I'm be a
0: housewife and uh, sugar daddy <laughs> alright man so uh, our episodes seem to be themed and I've been thinking about what this theme could be and the only thing I could think is controversy because the two maybe three things we have to talk about today are pretty hot topic items and more specifically have been extremely highly debated and controversial In the internet, especially Twitter, this week in general. Like, the debates about these two situations have been some of the hottest and most debated items I've seen on Twitter involving wrestling in a while. So, uh, I guess we might as well jump into it, right? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so first, let's start off with with intergender wrestling. I don't even know how it started. I don't even know what brought it up but some, for some reason this week, intergender wrestling came under fire. Somebody, I guess, said that they don't like it or that it's not right and, you know, that a man and a woman should be wrestling each other and this, that, and the other. So many different things. And if you noticed, intergender wrestling is at its probably highest point right now, right? Yeah, um,
1: especially on the independent circuit.
0: Yes, but even if you want to go to WWE... Ronda and Triple H had a little run-in yeah, uh, at WrestleMania, which was the first time I think men and women have actually purposefully hit each other in a long time.
1: Well, yeah, well, you've also had a little bit of, uh, in the mixed match challenge they did, yes. you had a little bit of te- teasing in certain spots. Usually, just the women, like, interacting with the men, no, like, the men weren't, like, willing to throw hands or anything. Not like how Triple H was at WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. There's been some teasing there,
0: and uh, you know, people like Candice LeRae, who just who signed with NXT now, and Joey Ryan, are no known, known for the energy wrestling. Tessa Blanchard is, I believe, the Wrestle Circus champion among some other some other indie company champi- um, champions, and like uh, it's it's uh, it's becoming, I would say, less niche, less niche. You know, it's really becoming commonplace. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers, and she's actually going to be somebody who I'm going to reference a lot in this particular conversation because of her story. But one of my favorite people in wrestling in general, Mia Yim. Uh, you know, she she injured her ankle, and she's just started coming back since WrestleMania weekend, and she has three major matches planned uh, scheduled for the next couple weeks, and they're all against men. Matt Riddle being one of them, um, Andrew Everett being the other, and I think the third is Joey Janela. OK, so not only are those all three marquee matches, but they're all three different styles of matches. Right. Um, so first and foremost, before we get into it, what do you think about Ninja Wrestling?
1: I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's not you know, it's something that it's not like it's not new. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, WWE did stuff like this way back when that uh, kind of stopped. When they got more into the PG era Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, I'm sure for reasons, you know, sponsorship, maybe things like that, that, you know, they don't want to lose dollars because companies might get upset with them showing that on television. But overall, for me, I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, you know, if you look at like to me, it's it's in the same vein as like anything you might see on a movie or television show you know, where a woman will get into it with a man on a show or movie. And I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean, I don't think, I think if anything, it shows that women are just as capable, capable as men are, you know, within the same industry, like whether it be, you can think like, this isn't, this isn't like fighting, but like you think of like the NBA, right? WNBA, you've got two different leagues, you know, and I read something the other day where uh, I can't remember which WNBA player it was or ex—I think maybe it might have been Candace Parker, where she had said that, you know, the NBA men, the, the players in the NBA, respect us.
0: You know, the it's, article,
1: the, it's the, the it's fans. That, about,
0: the article, huh? Just to, to give you a reference, the article you're talking about, Sarah Spain wrote about Kevin Garnett's Area 21, where he always includes women in WNBA players, and he says that th- that him – that show and, and Turner Sports in general have never treated them like they're different. Kevin Garnett right. is just as interested in what they're doing and their talent as any NBA player. So that, I'm glad you mentioned that article because that was a good article this week.
1: Well, that's what I think. Like, and the way she put it was that you know it's usually fans mm. or men that don't that aren't athletes or men that don't play sports or whatever that just watch sports that seem to have a problem with women in these sports, right? And so I think, you know, with wrestling, intergender wrestling, it kind of brings it to the surface that, hey, you know, we're just as talented as any of these other guys. So why not let us get in the ring? And the reality is, you know, wrestling, you're trusting other people, you know, with your body out there with your safety. And if you're going to have an intergender wrestling match, you would assume that the performers are going to take care of each other. You know, so you don't necessarily have to worry about someone getting hurt intentionally accidentally sure but i mean that happens all the time whether it's men men versus men women versus women um so like i said you know i don't really have an issue with it i think um people who don't like it that's fine if you don't like it um but i don't think going out there and saying they should do away with it or whatever i don't think that's fair because it definitely has its appeal to a certain audience uh so yeah i mean I, i really don't think um I really just don't see an issue with it. What do you think?
0: So, if you know Carl and I, we tend to be progressive, pretty progressive thinkers. In terms of uh, you know, we're pretty inclusive as people. Um, we try to be on the right side of things, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing I I know for both of us, I can I feel comfortable saying, including you, uh, that uh, we don't look at women wrestlers, women athletes, ass men athletes, women athletes. It's just all athletes.
1: Yeah, yeah I would agree right? with
0: that. I've had my ass busted by many a woman and playing basketball in my my old basketball career. And it's, it's, it's fine, because they're just right. as good. Um, Now, there is a little bit of truth to the difference in the way men and women's bodies are structured, but that doesn't stop anybody.
1: You know? No, and it shouldn't, like we said like we kinda addressed a second ago. I mean, when they're in there with the ring with, with other people, there's there should be protected. That's sure. kind of the idea, you know?
0: And and if you go if you go to training any wrestling school, all the women train men anyway. Sure. But we wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about the controversy. Okay? Okay. So and we wanna have a very open and real dialogue about this. So um if you're listening, please understand, you know where we stand, but we have to be honest about this if we're going to have a real conversation. You know, you can't just take all the positive and hide the negative aspects. You have to talk about it all to get a full understanding of things. Yeah. So, the only issue I've ever had with Intergender Wrestling, ever, has been the optics. And what I mean by that is this. We have Moose is a guy who people have said will be a tremendous WWE wrestler, and he's a tremendous wrestler already. Moose will never be hired by the WWE, at least not for a while, because he has a very violent domestic violence uh, issue on his record. Sure. Rich Swan just got essentially fired due to that, to a domestic violence issue. For the record, to be completely candid, he wasn't fired because of that. He was suspended indefinitely. Once he was cleared, they both agreed to part ways. But that's still directly correlated to his issue.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: So what I I mean by optics is this. I have no problem watching a woman and a man wrestle at all. But you have to understand in the economy we live in now, post-Ray Rice, Jhene Rice where the world seems to be a lot more got to hate the word but woke
1: or right. aware
0: of domestic violence and how prevalent it is and can be i feel like it could it could be a very confusing narrative to show right and i want sure. to be a yim for example and and i, I don't know i I doubt Mia Mia, Yim listens to this. If she does, you know, please understand where I'm coming from with this. I'm not trying to use you from a negative standpoint. I I, I think your story is truly empowering. If you don't know Mia Yim, one of her ex-boyfriends, who's a wrestler as well, uh, physically abused her. And it took a while for her to realize that it was actual abuse because they wrestle, you know. Be, and and it, it it she was she would have to ask herself well we're both wrestlers so this can't be abuse can it and it finally hit her and if you notice she always has her ring finger pink her ring finger uh nail purple and that's the color of domestic violence and a domestic violence uh group that she's a part of forgive me for not knowing the name I'll find it but uh but the slogan is put a nail in it and that's why she does that right but the optics of that for somebody like a Mia Yim with the man beating the holy hell out of her on TV or in a match is uncomfortable for some people. Sure. And it's a very weird, it's very confusing optic. For me, I'm sure it's not because she's choosing to be a part of the match. She wasn't choosing to get the hell beat out of her. You know, so I don't mean it in that sense. And, you know, I realize... In a in a situation like this, the only person that does matter is that person who's dealing with it. But in the grand scheme of things, we have to understand and respect how people feel based on what they see and what they're able to ingest. Is that fair? Sure.
1: Yeah, it's fair. I, I mean, I I see that side, and I uh, it makes a lot of sense. I, I'd like to say this, however, just to kind of counter a little bit here to to the argument. Like, okay, here's I understand the optics part but I think if you're a wrestling fan and I, you know, this could be different. I'm saying it from my own perspective, so maybe it's not fair, but like, I feel like you need to, if you're watching an intergender wrestling match and you don't feel like one that if it makes you uncomfortable, if this is the kind of thing that makes you uncomfortable, I don't have a problem with you speaking out about it, but I think it'd be wise to try and find I hate to tell people what to do, but it sounds like a one, it sounds like an idea that you might want to try and fi- watch something else. I know it sounds really bad, but then the, the other thing to that is I feel like you have to have a certain level of maturity to be able to separate real domestic violence from a wrestling match.
0: That, I, I, want to, I want to interject. That's not fair. And I say that's not fair because our fans can't separate a backstage rumor from reality so yeah asking them to separate something as as nuanced as domestic violence is and yes i realize that that might offend some people but but domestic violence is often nuanced it's not right. as simple as he hit me all the time yes if at the end of the day that is the thing about it but it's so more nuanced than just oh she got hit sometimes right right so yeah, that, so I, I, I don't think that's fair for you to say that.
1: Well, I, I, get, I get that, but see, here's the thing. Like, and I understand like, cause now now really, you're asking me to ask a group of wrestling fans to be mature about stuff. Yeah. And, that's and I'm not point. like, they're not, and I don't want to, I, I hate to be this way because I don't, there are a lot of wrestling fans out there who can understand the difference. There's also a lot who can't. So maybe you could, maybe a good group to think about would be like kids who watch this stuff. Okay. Like it might be if you take your kid to a show and say, I take my own daughter to a show. Okay.
0: By the way, we both have daughters, right? My oldest is nine. Your oldest is six. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I say, I take my kid to a show and she sees a match where just use me as an example. And she's wrestling Matt Riddle. And she asks me, you know, why is that? man or boy or whatever, you know, hitting that woman, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a real question that a kid could ask their parent. Well, probably, so I, actually, yeah. I would say, first of all, that as a parent of these kids, you need to be able to, you, you cannot take your kid to see this without having a reasonable explanation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is not something that I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. As of right this moment, I don't have a perfectly good explanation for it right now. But at the same time, I also know that I wouldn't expose my kid to that until I had the answer. And I think that's fair. But when we're talking about but forget the kids for a second, we're talking about the adult side of the equation. Once again, you know, if this is something that makes you uncomfortable. I I feel like the best I think it's OK to talk about it and speak out about it, but don't just yell into the void because you're mad about it. And that, that's a problem yeah. that yeah. people do now is they just yell into the void. They don't think about either side, you know, because what's going to happen is you start doing that and then you're going to create conflict with the people who do like it. And then it just turns into a shouting match, which is yeah. really that's really the controversy is the shouting match, because nobody can seem to have the proper discussion without yelling at one another about it.
0: Well, nobody's having a discussion. It's well, this is how I feel and it's right. Well, no, this right. is How I feel and this is right. It's not. Right. Hey, I, this is how I feel. you think? It's, it's well, we talked about discussion.
1: we talked about people speaking in absolutes. Yeah. On many occasions, you know, we're just touting things as fact or whatever. And I got into an argument with someone the other day about this online and just saying things and, and claiming it as fact. And then someone's trying to argue with me that, well, it is fact. It's Like, no, it's fucking not. Not like the thing is there's a lot of black and white. There's a lot of gray. Okay, there's, there's a lot more
0: gray than black and white. Actually.
1: Yeah, argument. absolutely. You know, so. In this case, especially you know, I don't I don't have the answer for someone who's uncomfortable with this other than say your piece, be open to discussion with people who disagree with you, and for the time being, until you feel comfortable, don't watch it. You know, if you know what's on, flip the channel for fifteen minutes. I know it sounds bad, I know it's it's an easy cop out answer, but well I don't really have a better one.
0: It's the real answer, but people don't got to accept that because we live in a world now where either everything needs to be catered to me or nothing. Right. And that's a bit ridiculous. But you pointed on something I hadn't even thought of, and that's kids. And so, um, well, let me just tell you how I run my household. My oldest daughter's nine, my youngest daughter's six. My oldest daughter has just started getting into wrestling. Right. Um, and I really feel like a big conduit is just to spend more time with me. Um, sure. Which then I'm sure that's initially what all of us did, but but I say that because she didn't care about it for the longest, and all of a sudden, just overnight, started caring about it and wanting to watch it with me all night. Which and I love it, you know. Anything sure, we can yeah. do to spend more time together, I love. But uh, I I bring all this up to say this: the one thing I tell both of my girls anytime we ever watch wrestling, we watch MMA, we watch anything with any fighting in it is I make sure to go above and beyond to explain to them. That this is completely well in wrestling's perspective, this is all scripted. But especially when I'm watching anything, that you need to understand this is entertainment. These people have trained for this for most of their lives to be able to do this properly, correctly, and safely. Right. So I don't ever want to catch you girls doing anything like this at school with your friends or anything. And if and if you do, if I do catch you, it's gonna be the worst show you've ever been in. Right. Because this is not something that you have been prepared, trained, or or have learned to do correctly, or even have the right to do as a nine-year-old or a six-year-old. Right. And that's before we even start the show.
1: Well, that's good. I mean, I I think that's important, you know, on this kid aspect is to be able to have those conversations. And and if you you can't, or you're not, or you haven't thought of a way to explain it, which Rance just gave you, if you're listening, a great way to explain it. But if it's something you're not comfortable with, having that conversation yet, because I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, we get we this happens a lot now, too. And this is just outside of wrestling when a kid asks us something and we don't know how to answer it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens all the time, actually.
1: Well, yeah, but pe- people love to get after that parent like, oh, no, this conversation will be so hard. But like. A lot of people that say that don't have kids, you know, a lot of people that say it do. Yeah. And I think we have to be mindful of. Of you know when we're talking about this PG audience, this younger audience, and maybe you know as adults listening to this, y'all don't want to hear all this crap. But the reality is, you know, a lot of this stuff is catered to, ki- is tailored for kids. You know, well, but they want kids watching.
0: to kids, but yeah.
1: So these conversations have to be had, and parenting is not easy. Okay, like I mean, no matter what anybody wants to tell you, if anybody thinks it is, you know, they're full of shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you have to have discussions about and you have to be extra careful because kids take you at your word oh, you know, yes. they, tr- they trust you they take you at your word so if you're not ready to have that conversation yet I think that's okay you know and once you have the skill set or whatever you know if you, once you have it ready and you're ready to have that conversation then you can have it that doesn't make you a bad parent if you're not ready to answer a question immediately I don't believe that but See, some people will tell you bothers. otherwise yeah so
0: if you don't know how to answer that question, tell the baby i do not answer that.
1: Right. So right now, with, with this in mind, I mean, it's just it's a very touchy subject. I'm glad we talk about it, because for us who've been watching wrestling for years and years and years and been watching it since they were doing intergenerate wrestling, you know, and that's, this isn't some new thing that we're used to this. You know, we, we can watch this and be like, oh, OK, we know what's going on here. That doesn't mean, but we're also not victims of domestic domestic violence. So if we're a, if we're a woman, you know, who's a victim of domestic violence, or even a man for that matter, and this makes you uncomfortable, that's fair.
0: Well, you know, that isn't fair to me. I I think what you're getting at is that everybody has the right to feel how they want to feel about things, sure, based on their experiences, right? And that's very true. But the thing you said about kids that was so pointed that kind of hit me in a way I wasn't expecting to hit me. Was when you explained when you talked about how do you explain to them the difference? Because yeah. I know when I watched wrestling when I was a kid, if I saw somebody do something, we went on the playground and did it at school the next day.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Sure. I can't
0: tell how many times I've pedigree people in in the sandbox.
1: Oh uh, Yeah. You know I, mean, I, mean? I did the same thing. Absolutely. So
0: the fear is our children are going. To, well, this is with all. This is with all wrestling. Just not just intergenerational. This is just all wrestling, MMA, all fighting in general all combat in general i think is a better word to use but um, with but the, but i guess one of the fears is having little girls go fight little got little boys on the playground now maybe if we want to be really meta about this to take a bigger macro stance than this little micro stance we're taking i think a, a i think a, a, a bigger societal change is looking at men and women as equals, and yeah. not thinking of oh a little boy can't fight a little girl, but then that's where the, that's where the confusion comes, because in society normally art reflects our society, right? Yeah, that's the reason why wrestling was so has as gotten to the levels has gotten because what we saw in wrestling reflected our society in a very abstract way. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the voice of a, of millions of unheard unappreciated workers or 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 lesser than people who don't have the 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 don't haves whatever i don't i'm sure there's a term for them who their boss or their person who's over them who was uh for a lack of a better term oppressive or not fair or mean he was he was the conduit for so many people to live vicariously through him because what he was doing was liberating for them, and they wanted to do what he did, but they couldn't because it's real life. Right,
1: voice Dan- of the voiceless.
0: Voice of the voiceless. Daniel Bryan was a conduit for every underdog who's been told you're not good enough. And right. he broke through. Hulk Hogan was the guy who, when you're go living through the Cold War and you're scared that Russia's about to bomb us every day, he comes mm-hmm. out wearing the red, white, and blue, flexing, talking about say your prayers, eat your vitamins, like. John Cena is a Superman for little kids. Little kids who go out who who go out in the world and are scared of what the world is, and he tells you, no, all you gotta do is hustle, be loyal, and have respect, and you'll be fine. You know, so that's what wrestling is, even on the negative aspects. It is it is abstract art ref, that ref, that's being reflected by that society is reflecting. Intergender wrestling is the opposite which it makes it makes it so so interesting or so even in the same breath controversial because in society if I were to go slap a woman right now I'd be arrested sure right yeah not only would I be Hope arrested so. I'd be a pariah hopefully I would yes hopefully the the law would prosecute me to the fullest extent but if I'm re- if I'm in wrestling and I go slap a woman that's part of the show
1: sure you know I mean? yeah
0: which is what makes it so interesting and even if you want to look at it again from another aspect of 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 of, uh from another aspect of entertainment look at the marvel movies right right black widow it's all of them fight all the women fight other men right yes they do and 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 you know um to use infinity war the the three main women in infinity war were black widow Okoye, and scarlet witch right
1: Yeah.
0: and there's one point in the movie if you haven't seen it yet it's not really a spoiler alert but you know one point in the movie where all three of them got each other's back and they were like well why the hell were we doing this the whole time
1: because they were killing <laughs> right. it right right
0: but the difference between wrestling and and that is the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so overtly uh, cinematic we know like there's nothing about that that says that could happen in real life Sure. We've already accepted that before we even started the show. Wrestling, we haven't accepted that because we treat these people like they're real people.
1: That's, yeah, I mean, that's
0: fact, true. A, the, what's the joke that all non-wrestling fans give wrestling fans that we always talk about, that we hate the most? You know it's fake, right?
1: Right, you know it's fake, yeah.
0: So people still think in 2018 that us as wrestling fans don't know that it's not real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's. I think that's where the legitimate conversation comes in because I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. We can, we can compartmentalize and, and suspend our disbelief and understand. And we feel about women and men that they're equal enough that we can understand what it is. But I guarantee you, if me and you were sitting on a bench right now at a park and some dude came and clocked a woman, we'd go over there and beat his ass. Right. So then I think that's where the legitimate conversation is because it is a tough conversation. And, 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 while I appreciate the fervor of what a lot of the wrestlers were talking about this week and standing up for Under Wrestling, I think that they're being the slightest bit unfair to the people who, who have
1: have pause about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, you know, we kind of it's, it's a weird dynamic because we're in a society now where we got one half of society is very much about being sensitive towards everything, everything. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not no, saying that. Negatively. Not at all. And then we've got another half who's really not interested in that, you know, like no participation trophies, that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, like you lose, you lose. It's a, it's a life lesson. Yeah. And I fall very much in the middle on a lot of that stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm at the, I can be sensitive towards some things. And at the same time, I'm not a big fan of participation trophies. You know, I can be that person. Uh, that's just me personally. Everybody's different, but it's 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 funny and it's interesting that in one vein you can be sensitive towards domestic violence or, or victims of anything, racism, any kind of oppression or whatever. You can be sensitive towards those people, but yet when someone just when someone comes into your world and says, "I don't like what you're doing," this, this is uncomfortable for me or whatever. All of a sudden the, 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 the switch is flipped and you're being insensitive towards their feelings just because they're coming after you. Now it's easy for people to come after others, but once someone comes after you and you turn on the defensive, well, you're just like everybody else. You know what I mean? You're just like everybody else. that's insensitive. So Absolutely. there's, you know, and I'm not trying to shit on any of these wrestlers because I understand they are standing up for their profession and yeah. the way they make their money
0: and setting up for the women who have every right to be in the position that they've been sure. Playing.
1: But I, I do feel like instead of just brushing people off and calling them an idiot or whatever, you know, like some of these people like to do, I think we need to at least sit down and try and understand their point of view without. And on the flip side, the people that are coming after these wrestlers about this stuff need to come, come at them in a way that's respectful. Well, you can't just run, run up. Yeah. Story. You can't just run up on them and say, you know, this this makes wrestling bullshit or this, you know what I mean? Like how people love to do this, killing the business and all that dumb shit. Like have a conversation. If you're uncomfortable with it, you're uncomfortable with it. If You're complaining just because you say it's killing the business. To me, you don't care about domestic violence. You just, to me, you're just a sexist at that point. You're just saying that because you don't think women can do. And that, that is where there's a different line. If you're truly uncomfortable, I want to have a conversation. If you're just saying it to bitch about wrestling, I don't want to have that conversation with you.
0: Well, to your point, being uncomfortable is you openly and honestly saying it's not that I don't care; I just don't know. Right. And I want to know.
1: Yeah, and you that's know? fair. I think, and I feel an like extent, those people that are uncomfortable will come come to those people in a manner that lets that be shown. If that makes it, sense.
0: And for the record, the the wrestling world, the world in general, but especially the wrestling world has become a lot more. Um, a lot more inclusive recently. I mean, the Kenny Omega, Kota, Kota Bushi storyline could be very, 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 very clearly. Well, not is, but could be very, very easily interpreted as a gay lover storyline.
1: Sure. Right. I guess, yeah. I guess so. We're yeah. fine with that. Right.
0: Velveteen Dream is extremely ambiguous. And for all you know, he could be gay. He could be not. Dalton Castle, same thing. We don't care. It's great. It's they're great, They're great performance race. They're great storytellers, you know? Right. Uh, we watch women's wrestling now and the first thought isn't where the boobies at anymore. Right. You know, so I feel like we have evolved as a society, but this is one that isn't matching what is happening in society, which is why, as we've talked about for what, 20 plus minutes, why it's a real conversation because it goes against everything that we're taught as people.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. And I, and, I'm glad, I'm glad we we're talking about it because this is good. Know. We're not like it's so. Like I said before, it's very easy to shrug off people's feelings about this or whatever as just they're idiots. They don't know. Eh, yeah, not, like you said, it's not fair. You know, no, so that, it's not?
0: as long as you're coming from it a, from a, from an honest and respectful standpoint, no, it's not. Right. And 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 to be fair, that's with a lot of things, and I don't want to go too – talk too much about society and not about wrestling but there's a lot of there's a lot of changes in the world that have happened over the past 10 plus years and i'm fine with all of them right i'm completely i'm in fact i am a proponent of all of them i believe in individualism be who you are and live your truth i'm a fan of it but i understand that there are a bunch of people who aren't used to what's happening and are not comfortable and i feel like so many people will come up and say well look i'm not against it but I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm not I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this yet. And people take that as well. you're intolerant. And that's not fair. Right. If as long as you're coming from it from a respectful and loving place, that's not fair because we don't we all don't get everything. There's that's stuff I still don't
1: get. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't you get can't... the new day. Right. <laughs> right. Well, like... and I'm a fan of theirs. I don't get it. You can't you can't be one of those people like what do we call them fake woke right you can't be one of those people who is all about having these discussions when it's the discussion you believe in (laughs) and then and then when it's not then when it's not the discussion you believe in all of a sudden you're this that and you're telling them that they're this that and the other no that's not that's not like this is why i get so angry about like society as a whole you know forgetting wrestling for a second trying not to get off but like get off wrestling. I understand it's a wrestling show. Yeah, But it, it, it works well with it because it's... Nobody's willing to actually really have a conversation. They say they A lot of people say they're willing to talk about stuff, but, but really all they want to do is just yell, like I said earlier.
0: Well, no, no, Carl, they want to talk about it, but they don't want to listen. Right. And when you say talking about something, that implies that it's a two-way conversation, so you talk and then you listen. People don't want to listen anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They just more or less want—they want to say what they have to say and not listen to what you have to say. Absolutely. So no, So nobody really ever learns anything. No. And that's that's a big problem. And it goes it goes deeper than the world of wrestling, but you know, in the same vein of wrestling, it is the same thing. You know, we can ha- we can sit here all day long and argue about wrestler A versus wrestler B, and I can tell you why wrestler A's push is legitimate, and you can tell me why wrestler A's push is bullshit. But if we're not actually like talking about it and actually going to the details we're just yelling things that you know our own data that we've got you know and not listening to the other side then we're not going to get anywhere
0: well that's exactly what we're about to move on to but before we do i want to put a bow on this on this intergender wrestling uh, conversation by actually finishing with the wrestling topic uh i think the biggest opportunity in mainstream wrestling for an intergender storyline is right in front of us with candace loray and Tabasso champa do you think they pull the trigger on that Um, Because I know you don't watch NXT, but you know that she's gotten more and more involved as time has gone on. Yeah. um, And she actually got, spoiler alert here, she actually got hit. She actually took a bump of some sort. I don't know if he hit her or he pushed Johnny and and he fell on her, some kind of way, but in the tapings the past two nights.
1: Right. So
0: do you think it's a possibility because if there's any human being on this, on God's Earth who is known for from a woman from a female standpoint is known for intergenerational wrestling more than anybody It's Candice Lerae.
1: sure uh yeah i do think it's a possibility because i'll say the reason why i say that is because it's nxt yeah um because nxt is the place where i feel like you can get away with creative liberty doing it yeah. and seeing how it goes it's like the first generation problem like kind of sacrifice to see how it's going to go over yeah with the more casual audience, you know, it, you know, the like,
0: smartest fan base of mainstream wrestling. Sure. WWE mainstream.
1: Right. So I think I think it's I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I could I could see it being a possibility, especially we know who's running NXT down there. Yeah. And it's the same guy who just let himself get his ass whooped by Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania over and over and over again. Right. So I think. They could be inching towards that down the road, and Candice LeRae would be a perfect choice, obviously, with her experience doing it. And you know, like you said before, and as we all know, she's that's like she was in a tag team with Joy Ryan. Yeah, you know, so that's this isn't anything new for her.
0: And and, and take away, and take away all of the first and the side ramifications from a story standpoint. That's gonna be a bomb story because you want you want Champa to get some heat. Oh My yeah, God. The heat he'll get by attacking Kevin Surrey. Yeah. Good. The, the he that he, He's already, people already say he's the best heel in wrestling. He, if he attacks Kevin Surrey in this climate, in the WWE, he might be top five heel all time.
1: I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, the dude, like, it really is a good story that you could use. Um,
0: yeah. And, and, and NXT Gun, is the place to Arnold. do it. Yeah. Yeah. If, ju- if, if, ju- Johnny keeps getting over on him, so why not attack his wife? If you're thinking, yeah. if you're thinking from just a strictly wrestling standpoint, I right. know what happened on the movie. Sure. So, um, I thought that was important for us to talk about, though, because um, you know us, we're not scared of any topic. No, so, let's let's get a little more conventional, and we got some Dave Meltzer stuff to talk about. So, two things that uh, Big Dick Daddy Dave. Talked about this week Yay. that tore right that tore the interwebs up. First and foremost, let's talk about everybody's favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns.
1: Oh goddamn! Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I set it up. Um, actually, both of these conversations are about Daniel Bryan, but this one is particularly about Roman Reigns. Dave Meltzer has reported that the WWE is. <sighs> I think about it, and it just annoys the hell out of me. That the WWE is retry, trying to recreate the Daniel Bryan story with Roman Reigns. Not only is trying, but have been trying for the past couple months. With Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and I guess Vince McMahon, even though he's been on TV once throughout the whole feud. But uh. um, And <laughs> see, the thing the thing that bothers me with this, I'm, I got a column coming out Monday. About this very idea, not this topic, but the idea. The thing that scares me about this is, I, and and part of the reason why I don't like Dave Meltzer, I respect his his credentials, I respect his journalism, I respect the niche he's built for himself. But what bothers me is he doesn't appreciate nor realize the platform he holds and what he and and what people believe based on the things he says and right. the narratives they 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 create based on what he says. So what he's doing and I think he knows it but maybe he doesn't. And I want I want you to jump in here because you probably maybe talk up about this better than I can. Uh what he's doing right now is furthering a narrative that isn't being pushed on television. Right. You know, it, it, it's I, like if you want if you want to get it's the old, uh, it's the old Colin Cowherd statement that he says that, you know, if if you're in the middle of, the, if you're in the middle of July, there's nothing to talk about, and you're on a radio show. Kobe Lebron, who you got? The line's gonna blow up. Sure. You know, yeah. um, uh, um, Brady Manning, who's better? The line's gonna blow up because they're they're polarizing figures who people are always going to talk about. So if you want to talk wrestling, you want to get you want to get the 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 needle moving. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. You know,
1: yeah, uh, no, I agree.
0: So um, let me know what you think.
1: So here's, first of all, I want the very first thing, um, they are not recreating the Daniel Bryan story with Roman Reigns. They're recreating the Daniel Bryan story with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I just want you guys to I'm understand. I'm going to cut that
0: like, and post that. I love it, that.
1: It's, it's pretty much, it seems pretty obvious already. And I could be wrong about that, but it, it feels like that's where they're headed with Daniel Bryan, way more so than where they're headed with Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns, as a matter of fact, and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but if anything, if they were pulling the trigger on anything we have been wanting them to pull the trigger on, I He'd feel like they'd be getting closer to going, and I don't think they are, but I feel like they'd be going closer to him going heel before they were going closer to him being an underdog. He, he can't win. He can't beat nobody right now. He beat Joe at the pay-per-view. Yep. Okay, can't beat Brock. Couldn't get he's, his, his, his whole character centers around winning that Universal title. That's, that's literally all he wants to do is win the Universal title. Mm-hmm. Couldn't beat Brock, the twi- two chances he's had. And, well, I mean, if you want to count WrestleMania 31, whatever, but recent memory. Couldn't beat Brock. And there's an argument to be made that he got screwed at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, couldn't win the Money in the Bank match, the qualifier, because Ginger Mahal got involved. Like, Roman Reigns, no matter what he does right now, cannot get his hands around that Universal Championship despite getting opportunities after opportunity to go for it. So if anything, it, it doesn't make him the underdog. Because you can't be the underdog if you're constantly given opportunities to go for titles. Daniel Bryan was the underdog because he couldn't beat people. He, I mean, it was more of like a... He's losing to people he shouldn't be losing to. Not even necessarily who shouldn't be losing to, but I, you know what I'm saying. Like well, His story is like he's small and he's – everyone's bigger than he is, and that's what an underdog is. Roman Reigns is right there at the table with everybody.
0: Well, okay, so hold on. For First and foremost, I, I do have to disagree slightly. The, the word underdog has such a a broad – a broad painting. Roman Reigns does seem to continually work from underneath in his matches.
1: And okay.
0: That that I I can understand that could be a bit annoying, because much like Cena did in the mid 2000s, the 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 prevailing thought is that Cena's gonna come back and win. L.O.L. Cena wins, right? Yeah. But all those L.O.L. Cena wins matches, he was beat up the 90% of the match and came back five moves to Doom one. And right. Roman consistently hasn't done that a lot, but recently here he's done that a lot because he's fought nothing but horses. You know, yeah, So, he, so he has had to fight from underneath. When he fights guys close to his size or smaller, Ambrose, Rollins, Balor, people like that, AJ, it's more of an equal match. More, much like Undertaker. Right. Back in the day. Taker's best matches were people smaller than him. Um, yeah. So yes. So from that standpoint, I can understand why people say he's an underdog in that respect because he's underneath. But the difference in the stories is... Daniel Bryan from the story, right? The company didn't want Daniel Bryan to win. Bryan would win, and then he'd screw him. Bryan would win again, and then he'd screw him. And then Bryan would continually get over on them, but then they screw him to push him back. Right. This story, Roman Reigns ain't winning.
1: No, so he's not.
0: <laughs> it'd be different if if he beat Brock, and then all of a sudden they screwed him. He lost both matches easily. And yes, you could say that he was "quote unquote" screwed at the greatest Royal Rumble, but here's the fact: the ref, the, the if you look at the video, and it's very clearly the ref could have made a mistake. Right. This wasn't, uh, what was the pay per view where uh, during that Brian run where uh, I want to say it was Battleground, uh, maybe where Brian beat uh Randy Orton and Scott Armstrong did a three count. And on Monday on Raw, Triple H came out and said, "Did you do a fast count?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." And they took the belt from Brian. <laughs> That's a story. This ain't no story. No, I agree. If it was and a I, story, Wouldn't there already be a rematch? Sure. Yeah.
1: Announced. I, mean, I would. I would imagine so. Yeah. So they kind of moved. They did They moved right along past it. You know, it wasn't like a. There was no. They didn't even really address it. I mean, Roman, I guess, kind of addressed, and not really, but like, so if you think about it though, and like you said, under, underdogs is a broad term. On the Raw side of things, everybody's basically a fucking underdog because nobody can beat Brock Lesnar. Like, we're all an this underdog to Brock Lesnar. He is the guy. Yeah. So if, if you, no matter, and trust me, I don't like him either, but the reality is, if you want to get technical, they're all underdogs. Finn Balor is an underdog. Sami Zayn is an underdog. I mean, even though they're heels, what, even though he's a heel, who cares? Yeah. They're underdogs. It can't be Brock Lesnar. It's
0: fan perception. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Can I can I throw some stats out to you about Roman Reigns, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Two stats. Number one, uh, there's a perception that Roman Reigns never loses, especially on pay per view, right?
1: His Not record for the past
0: <laughs> three years on pay per view is 17 to 21.
1: Yeah, it's, it's trash. Not even. I mean, he's he's losing more than he's winning. Yeah.
0: number one
1: number two
0: uh and this one was very interesting to me Roman Reigns last day as champion two years ago by the way yes two years ago since he was the champion uh for those in the back is the first day Okada won his title and Okada lost that belt I didn't
1: see that one
0: that's very telling
1: well here's the other thing about that that's not even the universal championship that's the WWE championship I mean, yeah, he hasn't won a, a universal title. Yeah, he's never been the universal champion.
0: Yeah, because because Brock has decided Brock must farm and must keep that belt. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Um. But to get back to the kind of comparison between the two. Um, there now I will say this: there is very clearly a story which we've affectionately called "conspiracy theory Roman."
1: Right. Oh yeah, yeah yeah.
0: Um, where Roman is blaming everybody he can. And Joe very eloquently pointed this out. He's blaming everybody he can as to why he's losing his matches. Not that I got beat, but you know, yeah, I got beat. But if this and this and this, yeah, yeah, Brock beat me, and I'm a man. I'm owning up to it. But you know, but but I didn't know that he was gonna do this. And you know, so it's very it's very clearly leading to something.
1: Well, that's why I said before, if they're leading to anything, in my opinion, it would be him – I don't even know if he, turning heel is the right word anymore, but snapping yeah. or – you know what I mean? Like, which lends itself to heel work, which he's pretty good at anyway, and he does in his matches sporadically as it is. Well, let so, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah, go
0: ahead. Um, me and Jordan had a very, very – actually, people seem to love the episode, but a very heated episode the other day where we had this conversation. About Roman Reigns, because the conversation stemmed from a tweet uh, from somebody who I don't know who he is, but apparently people say he had he's gave incredible news before. Okay, but that was saying that with the fans leaving, uh, backlash. However, they left. I've already and I've already argued that. But anyway, uh, that. Not only was Vince McMahon shocked, but it was was meant to be eye-opening for him. That's how the Roman Reigns conversation started. So, it got... I I finally, to kind of make my point, I asked Jordan. Because Jordan is very, very clearly, adamantly, and happily a Roman Reigns detractor. He respects the dude because he realizes the dude is talented. But he thinks Roman Reigns has been pushed way further than any human being should be pushed. Okay. Especially considering how... He's not, as the fans continue to use inc- the word incorrectly, over. That's a very, that's not true. He's very over. He might not be over as a baby face, but he's very over. But I sure. asked him this. Jordan, what do you think? What what does, tell me, what, what does Roman Reigns do? That is what a face would do. And don't tell me what the announcers say. What does Roman Reigns do from the moment he enters the arena to the moment he leaves the arena that you would consider that is face face ish? And Jordan struggled to find something. So right. the two things he, the two things, well, the one thing he found, actually, well, he said two things. One of them I didn't, I, I kind of disputed, and he kind of kind of tended to agree with me. But one of them was his catchphrase: "This is my yard." And I was like, okay, well, he said, and his reason was, well, John Cena says stuff like that, you know, that this is his yard. And I was like, okay, I can accept that. But the difference is, John Cena's catchphrases and what he says is coming directly from him. John Cena made up his own stuff. Romans took that from The Undertaker. And he started using it prominently after he beat The Undertaker and effectively, from what we thought, retired the guy. Does that sound like something something like a face would do to you? Not really. But the only other thing that I could, that I... I would the argument I would accept was the Oohah chant before he does the spear. Okay, I can get that because that's something faces do before they hit a, before they hit their finisher. They chant. Now yeah. revisionist history would point out that he's been doing that since the shield. But you know, who am I to point that out? I can <laughs> I can I can respect that. But most of his complaints about Roman stem from what the from what the, the announcers are saying about him because the announcers are building him up as a face in his opinion and i'm getting to a point and i argued well is elias a face or a heel well he's a heel well why do you think he's a heel well you know he does this this and that well michael cole's the biggest elias fan in the company so and we've established that graves is the heel cole is a face and coach is just coach <laughs> so if the face of the announced team, the voice of reason for the fans is singing Elias's phrases, then surely he's a face, right? Well, no, cuz he's not doing face things. My point exactly.
1: Right. I think it I think it's a good it's a good argument. I think that a lot the things that just to kind of not even defend Jordan, cuz I agree with you, and I have a broader point about Roman anyway. But I think Elias, when the things that Elias does are so much more blatant, yes, you know that it's very easy to to kind of differentiate with him, even though and Michael Cole, yes, he is like a face commentator, but you know everyone thinks Michael Cole's a douchebag. So, but that's not the point. But you're right though. I get I get your point. My my thing with Roman is, and we've we've talked about this before. Yes, and we're gonna talk about Roman Reigns until people stop listening to us probably. But you know the thing about <laughs> Roman is he. To me, he's neither heel nor face. I, I've never really seen him as either one. I, I, I've i always seen him as a tweener. Like, he can yeah. do both things. Yeah. And to me, his character has simply been, for a long time now, to be the champ, to be the top guy. That like, like And I think that's, and from his perspective, that's what he wants. It's his yard, right? And he's to obviously live under, telling bloodline.
0: you. And to live up well, to his bloodline. Sure. Those are the two things, yes.
1: So, I mean... He does – for him, he's going to do what it takes. Yeah. I mean, you know, when he had – against Brock Lesnar, you know, he's beating his ass with a chair in the steel cage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's what he thought he had to do to win the match. Mm -hmm. So – and hitting people with chairs is typically a heel thing, right? But, again, in other matches – in other matches when he's against someone of equal footing and let's face it Brock Lesnar is not of equal footing if you're following the story he's not Brock Lesnar nobody is is equal yeah but anybody else that Roman gets in the ring with would usually be considered his equal so he doesn't have to do all that shit he just has a regular match win or lose you know what I mean so in that regard maybe he works more of a face style he has an offense like his offensive style to me because he has a lot of He doesn't do he doesn't sit around and do a lot of rest holds. You know, he does a lot of clotheslines and he's got the Superman punch. He's got the spear. He's got a very, like, face friendly offense to me.
0: I disagree with that, but I I can, I can understand the argument.
1: But, you know, that's either way. Like he's to me, he's just in the he's just there. He's in the middle. And I think that's I think that might also be part of the problem is because nobody knows. Nobody really knows because we're just we're just, you know, kind of not speculating, but we're just kind of looking at it. And this is how we see it. And I think a lot of people, because they love black and white, we want to know what is this guy? I think a lot of people don't accept that, that it's hard to it's hard to get behind someone. We don't really know what he is like some guys. We know what they are. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's part of the problem. Um, sure. i think with him personally before you before you uh jump back in i i just think with roman i don't think he's been pushed too hard or whatever i, I mean i do i can see where there might be a little bit of um, i don't know what the right word it is but there's uh exhaustion yes but i think for him right now i think may, just not even like going like full 360 or 180 whatever but full 180 but just A different, maybe a little bit of a different direction, which maybe is what they're doing right now. You know, whether it's a little feud here with Jinder Mahal or whatever that you know, whatever's gonna come of that. But keep I don't think keeping him away from the title scene is what I mean because he's Roman Reigns. He's not gonna be away from the title scene. He's always gonna be lurking. But I think, you know, directly out of the path of Brock Lesnar right now, unless they've got something good for me to really get behind, I'm okay with that. But I'm not like one of these people that's like get him off my TV. I don't think people are walking out on. I really don't. I mean, I don't know.
0: No, they weren't walking out on him. If you ever been in New York, you know how bad traffic is in New York, New Jersey. And a pay per view, a regular pay per view, not a big four, a regular pay per view, is scheduled for three hours. The show went till eleven forty-five Eastern Time. Yeah, they had to get home. Yeah. So yeah, I do believe that some of it was that. I, and. Maybe some people, maybe people have just reached their, their wits end with Roman Reigns. I'll accept that argument. My counter-argument is when have they done it before?
1: Oh yeah, so now, it's, it's definitely right. a, an outlier. If you no, see it happening no, no, all the they, time.
0: Right, so if, if it happened before, like you said, yes, perfectly. If it happened all the time, hell yeah. Time, time to take push Roman away because the crowd isn't, but the, but the crowd is still very clearly responding. Booze are response people. The crowd always is there. Until except for that one time, if they, and I, I, I'd bet money that they're they're not gonna walk out on them ever again. That that was just a completely the time to walk out on Roman Reigns, if you really wanted to, was WrestleMania. Yeah. Nobody did.
1: No, yeah, of course not.
0: Yeah, no, they're not gonna do it. Um, but uh, so man, you know, I this Roman Reigns situation, man, it's 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 frustrating to continue to talk about it because uh, getting back to the point about Meltzer and his report, and more importantly, Meltzer not realizing the narrative he's setting. First and foremost, all I had to hear all year was, well, Roman Reigns is going to get coordinated at WrestleMania, and I'd, I'm not interested in the whole WrestleMania build. I'm not interested in the year until Reigns gets coordinated and we can move on. Right? Yeah. Mer- Meltzer pushed that. Every chance Meltzer got, was gonna win the title. gonna win the title. I, being the idiot of the group, kept saying, "Well, nothing shows on TV. Until you build to it on TV, it ain't gonna happen." You're, you're, what's wrong with you, Rans? You ain't paid attention. Okay.
1: This is the same guy who doesn't even care for the Miz that much either. Sure. Who just so happens to be, in my opinion, right now. Might be the best guy on the whole fucking roster. Overall, the total package. Sure, I've said Between him and
0: Seth, right now, yes.
1: Right, and so you know, whatever. Like I don't really, I don't. You got, you know, as well as I do, and all of our, all of our homies here at Social Suplex are gonna hate to hear it, but they know it. I don't give a fuck about Dave Meltzer and his opinions. I don't. Like I'm not saying he's not. Res- I'm not saying I don't respect his work sure, or that man. he is Ill, not legitimate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I make jokes about him being a hack. That's mostly just me being an asshole. But Dave, like you said before, he's made a career out of this. He found a way to do it. He found a way to monetize it. Good for Dave. I got no problem with that. And Dave is right sometimes. Okay. Dave gets a lot of things right. But he's not perfect. Okay. And I also think, he'll you know, my perfect, honest opinion, why he's so 'Cause right now he's been going on lately about how badly Daniel Bryan's already being booked. It's been what, two months? Well hold on, a we ain't there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, so that's coming. Good. Yeah, we'll that's we'll save it because then I can shit on Dave some more. So go ahead. Yeah,
0: that's next. I just wanna I wanna put a bow on this Roman thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um and that's when i finish with this, we can move on to that because that was the next part of it. Um this is the this is the attack Dave Melzer hour by the outsider's edge. Oh, wow. Um but no, but when it comes when it comes to Roman, um the narrative he's setting i mean think about all like i said all year everything that's supposed to be expected to happen but romans won out of 13 pay-per-views he's won four matches yeah and on and one of them was a triple was a was a six-man tag with the shield who never loses right so you know and then and then this this so this is my problem. Yes, he gets a lot of stuff right. And I care about what he says because it's relevant, but I don't believe everything he says. But the issue I have with him and all wrestling journalists, which is part of what I'm gonna talk about in my column, is you get all the credit when you're right. Sure. But when you're wrong, nobody comes out and says, Well, I was wrong. It's always plans changed. There's no accountability. Plans change every day. That's you know for a fact
1: no that, credibility yes that's like i mean more than anything else because yeah. if you can't be if you can't be willing to say okay if you're going to take all the heaps of credit when you get it right cool
0: you got you to take the negative
1: but with, you got to take the heat bad. when you're wrong man yeah. like and that's you know
0: how many whatever. times have we seen raw where the show has started and the script ain't even finished yet yeah so plans are always changing that's not an excuse when you got hunt you have thousands of people believing what you're saying and building narratives off of it. Because, think about the narratives with everything that Roman Reigns does. Roman Reigns uh, gets pulled out by Jinder Mahal. Now, they're they're, they're trying to get Roman cheered against the one guy who they can get cheered against. Why can't it just be a good feud?
1: Basically, you know what, what it is? Dave Meltzer... It was the Donald Trump of professional wrestling. Yeah, we got. might need to stop there. <laughs> he's pushing narratives, damn it. We might need to stop Be there. People to believe him. No, sorry. Okay. The thoughts I, of Carl Irvin
0: are not. <laughs> uh, oh my God. We don't. We might. Not, wow. I, <laughs> yeah. Woo. I don't want to. I don't look. I like. To, I like touching hot stuff. I ain't touching that one.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um. So Nancy. we can. If you. Uh, we gotta move on now. You, you gotta move on now. <laughs> Further, Dave Meltzer, thing is you alluded to it. This is the most incredulous, like that word, thing I think I've heard in a long time. Dave Meltzer believes that Daniel Bryan is not going to be pushed as a top tier star anymore because he lost to Rusev. And in turn, and in turn, believes that Bryan should leave. In September when his contract is up.
1: Before you even say anything. Yes. I, I, I just I have to. I'm sorry. But, but, this floor is The yours. only reason know. the only reason Dave Meltzer is is believes Daniel Bryan should leave is so Dave can go watch his matches and covering them on the fucking Indies. That's o- all it is. Tokyo Dome. I'm telling you right now. You think I'm kidding? <laughs> the dude it. has. I'm not saying he's anti WWE, but in recent years he's not been high on their product. He's been higher on other stuff, New Japan, stuff like that. Mm. And that's fine. I have no issue with that. He's always been into the Japanese wrestling. We
0: all have our biases, yes.
1: Yeah, and that's fine. But he knows damn good and well that if Daniel Bryan left the WWE, one of the first places he'd probably go is Japan. He knows it. And Dave Meltzer wants that because Dave Meltzer wants that coverage. He doesn't get to go. He doesn't go to WWE shows. Not that much. He's never there.
0: And then I'd also add this. That Dave Meltzer is, and I'm gonna compare him to something. And I don't mean it's gonna sound disrespectful. I don't mean it to be disrespectful. Carl don't really give a shit, but I don't mean it to be disrespectful. But Dave Meltzer <laughs> is essentially TMZ, which means that the news he reports and the news he reports directly correlates to the views that he gets. Right. Right. So if he reports right now that Zach Ryder isn't getting a push, nobody's gonna read that shit. But right. if he reports right now that Daniel Bryan is, is thinking about leaving, that's, million, that's a million views instantly.
1: Yeah. He, well, he's trying to sell subscriptions. That's what, I
0: mean. That's, yeah, what I mean. that's what I'm alluding to. So that him saying this, now, first and foremost, Daniel Bryan's never said that. Daniel Bryan has said, I want to be with WWE no matter what happens. The only way I'll leave is if they don't let me wrestle. They not only let the dude wrestle, but they've pushed him upon his... Re- oh, I'm sorry. They're not pushing him according to Dave Meltzer. But anyway, um, but Nothing, Daniel Bryan hasn't said this, alluded to this, nothing. This is all something that, that Meltzer is coming up with. So now, what is it, May 11th? From fr- We have what, so June, July, August, September, we have essentially three full months of, well, four months technically, if you count what's left of May. Four months of speculation that was never there before of is Daniel Bryan going to leave? And you know who's going to profit from that? Dave Meltzer. So that's yeah. but you don't people don't see what he's doing. And I don't even mad at him because that's 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 wonderful business. It's sure. terrible ethically, but it's wonderful business.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh like stealth marketing. Kind Absolutely.
0: Of. You're creating your have you ever watched the movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Oh yeah. It's the same thing. He would go and cause crimes so he could come and he could cover them. That's what right. Dave's doing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I'm not, you know. Good on him, I guess. If you can get – once we talked at the beginning of this show, and it's almost full circle. We talked at the beginning of this show about the maturity of – Wrestling fans. Wrestling fans, yeah, right? Which isn't very high. And so if we can go all the way from starting there to here – Emotional a maturity, shock? by the way,
0: for the record. Emotional What's maturity. That? What'd you say? Emotional maturity of the wrestling. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So if you can go, if we can start at the very top of the shows, talking about intergender wrestling, tying it in with the emotional maturity of fans, is it really any surprise that Dave Meltzer can basically get it on Twitter or get on the observer and say whatever the fuck he wants? No. And get people to believe it? No. What's the difference? And I'm with- not saying that you shouldn't listen to Dave Meltzer. When I'm, and, uh, it sounds so bad because I'm not a big fan of his, so it sounds very bad. But get your news how you get your news. I don't really give a shit, but I would say, you know, if, if, if Dave says one thing, don't just take it and believe it, which is why I was talking shit about him being the Trump of wrestling earlier, <laughs> but, you know, find some other sources, you know what I mean? Like, sure, Dave might be the number one wrestling journalist, whatever he might be. He might very well be. I don't know, but he doesn't know everything. Okay, he doesn't, and he's not inside that locker room. He might have moles and leaks and whatever, but who are you going to believe? I don't know. Speaking but I do of, know.
0: Speaking of moles and leaks, you know that wrestlers have come out and said that they they feed Meltzer false information on purpose.
1: Sure, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm being that. the
0: number one guy who said that.
1: Right. So there's, uh, you know, the whole Meltzer thing, man. It's. It ruins uh, – that's what I always said. I love wrestling, but a lot of times the reason why I don't get into that stuff, into these journalists, is because a lot of times I don't think they're intentionally trying to ruin wrestling, but I think they, they do ruin it just so they can make a dollar. And I think that kind of sucks for people who – I don't know. It just kind of sucks for people who don't or don't like that. You know what I mean? So And you have to avoid it. It's like you and I are friends with a lot of people who like Dave. Right. Yeah, and so, that, and and they might be the type, they might just say, oh man, Dave said this kind of randomly. And it's like, I don't. And then come to, if it does happen and Dave was right, like, oh, oh so, he told you. Yeah. And not only that, but then they just ruined a whole fucking story for me because I had to hear them exploit it for me two months ago or whatever. And then if they're wrong and you say anything, ah, uh, well, plans change, like you said earlier. So it's very like, he's got this strength. He's got everyone by the balls, and it's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't. I, it, 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 it. You know, it bothers me sometimes, but I try to. I just because I. It, it is what it is. You kind of have to live with it because that's the thing. But the narrative. I just. I have a. I don't have a problem with his reporting. I have. A, well, actually, let me not let me lie. I have a problem with his reporting. But my bigger problems with the narrative he, he, he sells because you have to take advantage. Not an advantage you have to take responsibility for the things that you incur and yes grown people are grown people and, and people are grown people right True. Going to do what do we want to want to go do right uh, yeah. if if somebody went and watched a movie about murder and then it went out and murdered somebody is it that director's fault no but but I'm sure there's I'm sure he understands this level of responsibility he incurs by creating a movie of of such ilk, you know what I mean. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But so let me tell you what the 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 bet Jordan and I have, and I want to tell it to our listeners because I I realize my shows have sim they have similar fan bases but different fan bases. But this is this is, this is further our point. The bet we have with the bet I have with Jordan is this: so much of what I believe, and I believe Jordan is starting to see. That makes him think that he doesn't like Roman, or gives him gives him the reasons that he doesn't like Roman, have everything have everything to do with what's going on backstage with the announcers in the audience, and nothing to do with what Roman is actually doing himself. Right. So the bet we have is, excuse me, for the next few months, maybe even until Money in the Bank, every Roman match he's gonna he's gonna watch is gonna be on mute. And I want him to tell me after this, after all that's over, everything you saw Roman do. Do you think he's a heel or a face?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Do
0: you care about him less or more be, without the machine behind him? That's interesting because so much. I mean, God, we could we could fill a three hour show with why is Roman Reigns booed? Right? We could Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but at some point, we could talk about how it started. We can't. And, and a million people, different people, have their opinions. But one one fact that we all can agree on is it's gotten to the point where it's just commonplace. It's just it is what it is. It's just people can't remember when the what when the chant started. I mean, a lot, some of us can, but a lot of people can't. But people, what? That's what they do, right? Can yeah. you tell me who's the first person to ever do the wave? Fuck no. But when we're yeah, at sporting events, people do the wave. Yeah. No explanations needed. So there are some things that crowds and fans just do that we don't. I, I guarantee you, people who were born from nineteen, from two thousand and older, don't know where the Wu chang come from. When people slap, when people when people get chopped, they don't. I, I guarantee you, it hadn't hit their mind.
1: Could but, be here, yeah.
0: right? I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying, and I could be wrong, but I guarantee you, a good amount of them don't. But Whenever somebody does a knife job chop at a wrestling show, what do people do? Woo! So you know what I'm saying? So there's certain things that we've been taught to do, certain responses we've been taught to make, and I I don't I'm not gonna go full on and jump out jump completely out the window and say that we've been taught to boo Roman Reigns, but it's definitely been something that we've become accustomed to doing. Yeah. Right. Regardless if we think about it or not can I give you a perfect example? Sure. Royal Rumble two years ago, the one Randy Orton won. Me and you were there live.
1: Yeah.
0: I am one of Roman's biggest supporters. Right? Yes. The misnomer is that I'm one of his biggest fans. He's not one of my favorite wrestlers. He's not. Let me change that. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's not my favorite wrestler. So I'm a bigger supporter of his because I have to be than I am a fan of his. Nonetheless, I'm still a fan. When Roman came out. In the Royal Rumble, after he had uh, the match with Kevin Owens, or whoever it was that night,
1: he had it was Owens.
0: Yeah, for the for the Universal Championship, which he yeah. lost, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Or it, yeah, it was the Universal title.
1: Yeah, Braun came out and that set up set that feud. Yes, going.
0: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. So, when Roman comes out at number thirty, what was my response?
1: You you were you were very confused by it. I remember that. Like why I don't like this this. I get it. You're like I get why they're doing this or whatever. I can't remember the exact response, but it was you well, weren't pleased. You might I can not tell you know that my
0: exact statement. But my exact statement to you was I get why people hate Roman Reigns now. Oh yeah. Did did <laughs> I not right. say that? Yeah, you did. So even at a show, I felt some disdain towards Roman Reigns. Right. I'm his biggest supporter. That's what a crowd can do to you.
1: Oh, yeah, I get that. I, I agree with you. Um, I haven't ever gotten that way with him, but, you know. you But you're, it you're makes so sense. apathetic to so much. <laughs> I am. I really am. And I think, I, I, although I will say it, it helps me because I'm able to really just kind of unpack things the way they're supposed to be unpacked a lot of times. Not all the time. There are some things that piss me off, but for the most part, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd, you know, we wanted to talk about Daniel Bryan, then we got back on Roman Reigns. But the point still remains, you know, it's really more about wrestling journalism than it is anything else. You know, and the way people are taking what is their opinion and turning it into this is what the WWE is doing. Yep. And that shit gets on my nerves, you know, and I, I mean, you know, me, I get after like, i we don't have to talk about this at all. But when I was, you saw me the other day on fucking Twitter, getting after someone who was talking about, we, if we're, if we're mad, if we're booing Roman Reigns, why aren't we booing Charlotte? She's getting just the same push, blah, 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 blah. She wins everything, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, yeah, Charlotte has gotten pushed very, you know, very well. She's won multiple championships. She beat the streak, blah, blah, blah. But Jesus Christ anything to discredit someone else just to defend your guy like everything is like it feels like everything has to be mutually exclusive with people you know what i mean can't have we can only have one and that's just draws me nuts and and the the hilarity of that to me
0: is those same people are the same people who swear that the top that that there shouldn't be one top guy there should be a bunch of top guys right that directly that directly is going against what you say about other people. Right. Right. Charlotte can't be pushed because Becky and Sasha aren't getting pushed. Right. They can't all be pushed.
1: You know, they can then, all be pushed.
0: And then I think a thing that people, this is going to sound really stupid, but I really don't think people think about it. I really, truly, my soul don't think people think about it. People, I don't think people realize that for one person to get pushed, somebody has to lose
1: yeah, that's kind of right? cool where that goes. Which, yeah. which
0: goes back to this, this Rusev, Daniel Bryan thing. See how I put that? I, I brought it back. See how I did that? I'm a journalist.
1: <laughs> 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 well, I then hate, I hate you. So oh, well,
0: there, yeah. I accept that. <laughs> I accept that. Um, Daniel Bryan lost. We're not going to care that Daniel Bryan just two days before got beat down by Big Cass. We don't care about that. Right? We don't care right. that the whole match he was nursing his injuries from that fight. Right? So, but the thing I don't understand is, I, look, I I have as much as I'm still baffled by a bunch of it. I have accepted and even support Daniel Bryan, but I've accepted the support Daniel Bryan gets that the crowd wants him, despite everybody else. It pisses me off because the guy that the goalposts post will move for are re- they people, the people think the goalposts post move for Roman Reigns? They really move for Daniel Bryan, but that's another conversation. But Dude has so much support that people don't want him to ever ever fail. Okay, right. I, get, I accept it. I, I don't agree with it, but I accept it. Cool. In the same breath, y'all been begging, pleading, and bitching about Rusev for almost a year now, getting a push. And he gets one, and you're against it because it was against Daniel Bryan?
1: Well, I see. I think that's... I think, And that's a really good point, because I think that... I think that in their own little world, I think the people who are angry about that think that they're being trolled. As in, of course you're going to give us one, but take away another, because they want both, but they don't want to sacrifice one to get the other. They, so they want, want Rusev to go out there and beat up like I Tatum don't know, a Jobber A. Yeah. They want Daniel Bryan to beat Jobber B. Not Jobber, but just you know, sure, guys sure, sure, sure. about. Yeah. So they don't want to pit against each other, but the reality is, in the in the scope of wrestling and WWE they're, they're all going for the same thing. So at the end of the day, someone that you love is not going to win. Okay. There will only be one money in the bank winner and it may not even be on SmackDown. So you're going to have to get like, think about who's in it right now. Right. You got Braun, you got Finn, you got Rusev and you got the Miz. Tell me of those four, is there anyone who doesn't like those four? Like well, someone
0: by, by alignment Miz is a heel, so people might not like him because yeah. it's earned people's respect. Yes.
1: Right. So one of those three, of those guys are losing, and there's more to be added to this fucking thing. Yeah. Four so more. yeah. So it's just not how it works. There's there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of great performers, and only certain ones are gonna get. As far as you want them to get. It's the, it's almost, you know, it reminds me like when I was watching wrestling in the, in the you know, 90s, I really loved Owen Hart. Uh, okay. Owen Hart's one of my all time favorites. Okay. But, and God rest his soul. God but but
0: rest his soul. Yes. It Owen. Was 20 years this week.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, but Owen Hart, he never won a world championship. He was a tag team champion, European champion, intercontinental champion, Can't get a but never won the world title. And you always go back in time and you think, man, think about all the greats who never won a world championship. Ron right. Hart, Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake, Scott Hall, Scott Hall Biasi. Mr. Perfect. I mean, yeah. there's so and, many and guys.
0: For the record, yes, people who are going to sit here and, and be completely, uh, completely analytical Mr. Perfect won AWA World Champion. Yes, we're he did. We're talking WWE. Yes. We're talking we're just, WWE,
1: WCW. You know what we're right. talking about. No, yeah, yeah. And then from, you know, that, that time period, the guy, I mean, so that's, look at all that. And then you kind of compare those guys and their skills to someone like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Okay. Who was abysmal, but he was just, everyone loved the guy. Psycho you know? Sid. Psycho, Jesus Christ. Psycho Sid. Yeah. I mean, there's. And to some degree, even though he was completely over, H- Hogan, WWF Hogan was basically punch, kick, leg drop. I mean, that's, you know, that's basically what he was. Antibody slam. Oh, and my bad. And a boot. I think he did a boot, too. He did a boot, but... and,
0: I th- and when he was healed, he did a back rake.
1: <laughs> okay. You, all right. He's got six moves to do. <laughs> but, you know, like, some guys are going to get there, some are not. That's just the reality of it. Like, you know, I know. Some people love Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn's great, and he may one day win the WWE Championship. I don't see it, but he might. There's a lot of guys in that company. And so it just goes back to the whole thing you know, this money in the bank thing. Just because Daniel Bryan lost his reset doesn't mean Daniel Bryan's not getting a push,
0: or he's not going to be in the money in the bank letter match.
1: (laughs) That, too. I mean, I don't think he will. I'll say that. But I do think that you make a good point because there's still open spots. And they, they could always do one of those things where it's like the losers of all the qualifiers have a match for the final spot. They just They've done stuff like that before. Yeah, they just did it in February for the uh, elimination chamber. That's right. They've done that kind of thing before. Yes. So let let it play out. And even if he doesn't get a spot, he really, he really, honestly think does anybody really honestly believe, other than Dave Meltzer, apparently, and the people that follow him,
0: which is a lot Dave of the crowd.
1: <laughs> yeah. That Daniel Bryan is not going to be presented as important? I mean, the dude wrestled AJ Styles the second week back or whatever. I just want
0: to know when one loss started to mean doom for people.
1: I just want to know when wins and losses ever fucking mattered.
0: Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you're (laughs) going to get so much hate. Because you know I completely agree with you. But boy, when you say that. You want people to come out to work?
1: Come on, then, with it. Let's oh, go. Oh
0: my good Well, okay then. Next episode, it's the wins. No, the wins don't matter. Wins and losses <laughs> don't matter. Uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> no, the no last
1: agree. five seconds. I'm just going to say Ginger Mahal, and then we can hit the damn hit the stop button because it's going to be over. Well, it sh- don't matter.
0: To use to to use a more relevant and liked person. Chris Jericho is a perfect perfect person. Okay, because Chris Jericho could. Look, let's use a perfect example. Chris Jericho has is, in New Japan is looked at as a superstar. He ain't never gonna win a match over there, nope. ever. They don't care because it's how you present it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong, and uh, and and I don't wins and losses don't matter. Don't matter. But I do. I will. I will agree that sometimes the way you win or lose matters.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's, yeah, I mean, I get
1: that. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, I just... Oh, like, man. for
0: example, Kalisto has a win over, over Braun Strowman. Yes, he does. Right? Yeah. Nobody thinks Kalisto's better than Braun Strowman, but he has a win over
1: him. No, he just kicked him in the knee. Like, yeah, he and, he fell in
0: the, and he fell in a dumpster. Yeah. So, that win doesn't matter, but the way Kalisto won that match matters because even though Kalisto would say, I beat him, bro, you kicked him in a dumpster.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, we could have this conversation all day long. I'm, I love that conversation because I'm, I'm 100 right there with you.
1: Well, we won't do it this time. <laughs>
0: if wins and losses mattered, wouldn't they still have the SmackDown top ten list? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk about that. My bad. Anything else you got to talk about before we get? You want to talk about Big Cass real quick?
1: Uh, we could, we could talk about Big Cass.
0: How big One, of an idiot he is.
1: Dumb mm-hmm. fucking dumbass that he is. Yeah.
0: And you know what? I supported that dude. Because I like yeah, too. new, I like new stars. I like pe- people who haven't got chances getting chances. And I felt like Cass had a. Per- I saw he 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 had a very decent run NXT by himself when he who shall not be named part two was his partner, and he got hurt, and right. and Kaz did well for himself. And Cass is not a tremendously terrible wrestler, nor but he's not a tremendously good wrestler. He's perfectly average. He's Maybe Kevin Nash. even slightly. Well, Kevin Nash is Kevin Nash knows how to work. Cass will know how to work.
1: Well, I know, but you know what I mean. That's like sure. kind of what you get from
0: him. Sure. Well, no, I was going to say test, but test know how to work too. <laughs> so never mind. But anyway, um, but yes. But I, I I love to see people who don't get who who haven't got opportunities prior to this get opportunities. And this is an opportunity for Cass. And more importantly, yeah. this is opportunity for Brian to help make Cass because that's when you're a superstar is when you help make superstars that's true superstar right
1: for those of you, right. you don't know what we're talking about just in case you don't know uh, a couple weeks ago uh, big cast brought out a little person to portray daniel bryan well
0: for the for, to the untrained eye it did look like daniel bryan
1: <laughs> so fucked up I'm right.
0: joking I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> so fucked up anyway <laughs> he, he brings out a little person to 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 portray daniel bryan And he's, you know, doing his whole thing. He was and he the initial idea was for him to give the little person the big boot. And that was supposed to be the end of it. And Cass wanted to do more. And he was told specifically no. And so he was so adamant. He even went to Vince, supposedly, and said, I want to do this. And Vince told him no. So when he got out there and he did the whole thing, he gives him the boot. And then he decides to do more anyway by throwing the punches on a little person. Yes. So apparently he's in some in some trouble backstage. We don't know the extent of that trouble. He wasn't – he was on TV. Was he on TV on SmackDown? I didn't catch the – Well, uh, I, to add – or SmackDown, right? Or something. To add to
0: the story, the, from what the reports are – reports, again uh, – not Brian was supposed to come out and confront him that night after he did that. Brian didn't. On top of that, the reports were that Cal was supposed to win that match against Brian at Backlash, but Brian won. And then, yes, he was not on SmackDown Tuesday. He did a post-video.
1: That's right. So he did the post-video after Brian lost, talking about how it was him or whatever. He that he,
0: indirectly, he caused Brian to lose. Because so I
1: don't win. know... What the pun, maybe the punishment was him losing a backlash and not appearing on SmackDown this week. I don't know. It could have already been handled. I don't know. But regardless, holy shit. Like, this is the same kind of stuff that we talk about when guys pick up their ball and go home, except he didn't pick up his ball and go home. He basically threw his ball in Vince's face and said, fuck off. I'm going to do what I want to do. That ain't going to work. Yeah.
0: Now, big cast, and I can do what I want.
1: Now, it's happened before. From what I understand, you know, if you go back to Hart and Austin from Mania 13, the blade job supposedly wasn't supposed to happen. That was on them in the ring. They decided to do that. I don't know if that's true. Taker Undertaker
0: at WrestleMania 27, the, the chair shot to the head. Right. So
1: they've, I mean, it's not like guys haven't gone into business for themselves yet, but those guys are those guys. And Big Cass at this moment in time really isn't anybody and doesn't have the kind of clout to go out there and do that, especially when you're just getting this opportunity. You need to be crossing your T's and dotting your I's when you're out there in the fucking ring. He's an idiot. I mean, it's and, just a stupid thing to do.
0: And the optics, dog. It's one thing to say... Bro, look, the, in the world we live in, and we talk... We've, we've really gone... I'm, I like how all this is coming full circle. We've really talked about how sensitive the world is. Bro, it's one thing to big Buddha a major, dog, but you beat up unnecessarily... I'm sorry, a little person. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I... I, I I, I think the word little, I think the term little person is actually more degrading than midget. But I respect what some of them want to be called. Yeah, they want to be called little people. So, but he, you know, it. Not only was it dumb to go against it, but the one, the one time you chose to say, "Well, I think this will work," was a really bad time to choose to do that. Yeah. You know,
1: it wasn't. Uh, I mean, there's no awareness.
0: Now, can now can you believe the same people who who are laughing at Cass and saying he's an idiot for this? are the same people who say well, Roman should just do what he wants and go against what Vince is saying because, you know, Roman's getting booed. He needs to just go out there and turn heel on his own and do this. Well, <laughs> if Cass got in trouble, what's going to happen to Roman? Yeah, Roman is I mean, not just... untouchable. He did get suspended for a wellness, for a wellness violation, but guys. So it's a different locker room. Tyson Neal got suspended two, two months for, for pushing a guy. Oh,
1: no, yeah, I agree.
0: This is not the same locker room.
1: It really isn't I mean I, and that's that's the, that's really the whole thing like ah oh, dude, I'm just baffled by some of the stuff some of these guys do, you know, yeah, especially that's, that's in this true. case like if you went like I get you want to be adamant and you're passionate about it, but if you get told no by your boss literally you were you were smart enough to go ask him, right like it feels like okay, there's some kind of like all right, I'll go over the writers, because I'm so adamant about this and passionate about it, I like, go we'll talk to Vince. You yeah. go we'll talk to Vince, and he says no, and then you're still going to go out there? It's just...
0: uh here's, here's a, know. This isn't about Cass, but this is basically what we've talked about all, all show. Uh, a tweet from, from Chris P. Lettuce. Daniel Bryan loses one match. He's being buried, and they already ruined his return. He should quit WWE. Roman Reigns has a losing record on pay-per-view in 2017. Stop pushing him down our throats. Why does he always win everything and always bury his opponents? Modern wrestling fans just love making up their own narratives and sticking with them no matter how wrong they are.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, you know, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time. And this is – people do this. not just wrestling fans, man. I mean, people do this in all sorts of ways and all sorts of mediums. And I think the, the best thing that it, that can be done is, you know, we're not saviors here, but I think it's important to try and at least try and explain people off the ledge with some of this stuff.
0: Well, you know what? You know who's going to save us all? Who? Dean Ambrose. Think so? Hell no.
1: You know who's going to so, save us all, actually? Thanos? Nope. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. September first in Chicago. CM Punk. CM do Punk. Don't do
0: that. Don't do that. I'll you just leave. It. I'll just leave it there. Know you know what going to What? So, for those of you listening who don't know what the news is, CM Punk is officially affiliated with In as he's signing. All in's in Chicago already, but he's he's doing a special signing and meet and greet at the One Hour TV show, which is a kind of de facto the home away from home for the all in people, all in group in Chicago. And he's going to do it the day before, which leads to the thought process that maybe Punk, and I can call him CM Punk now because it's wrestling related. Right. This wasn't wrestling related to be Phil Brooks, but this is wrestling related. Uh, but. The thought process is that Punk might be affiliated in some form with the show, all in the show that Saturday. But what's going to happen is he ain't going to wrestle, but he's going to come out his somebody with to go to sleep. That's just what's going to happen. Probably
1: Cody. Yeah, I figure it'll be some kind of just it, con- confrontation. Because
0: sure. or... because because my thought process, I'm now I'm fantasy booking. Forgive me, but the only thing that makes sense for the show is Cody versus Flip Gordon. That's the only thing that makes sense. Right. With the whole. Uh, book flip movement flip isn't flip isn't booked movement you know and then if you watch being the elite and what's been happening on the shows flipping branded and Brandon got really uncomfortably close now branded and broke a collarbone I know you're gonna see some videos of flip nursing her to health it's just gonna happen that's what they're doing right this is the, they're they're marketing geniuses all of them are I give them all the credit in the world for this but how perfect would it be that the biggest heel in that whole space because none of them get booed but he, Cody really and Cody and the reason Cody gets booed is because he's, he's an elite WWE guy that's the funny thing so <laughs> yeah. um, offensive they're booing WWE when they boo Cody but anyway but you know Flip and Cody come out ref bump this that and the other Cultural personality comes that hits Punk comes out hits acts like he's gonna dab Cody up because they got history and then up go to sleep flip hits him with whatever his finisher is, I don't know. I don't watch enough Flip Gordon. Pins him. Crowd goes crazy. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. And then Flip will get on there, and he'll pour some milk in a bowl and some cereal on top and talk about how the earth is flat. <laughs> and that'll be the end of All In.
0: You know, and Flip is in the best of the Super Juniors, right, this year? In New Japan? I wonder how he thinks he's going to get there, because Japan's on the other side of the world.
1: Well, he's going to get in a plane in a plane, it's just going to go in a straight line. There's, they're not—they're not doing any kind of curvature because the earth's f- flat. <laughs>
0: oh man! Hey right, man, you got anything else you want to holler at, or you want to go and get out of here?
1: Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to wrap it up. We we managed to get a show out of it. We were worried we weren't going to get a full, and we got a pretty good amount of quality out of this.
0: I think This was a very good show. Yeah, I think.
1: All so, thanks yeah, to we, me.
0: We need. To, <laughs> Well, I was about to put you over, but never mind. Um, <laughs> hey, man, tell them where they can find you, bro.
1: Yeah, you can find me um, at Outs- no at Outsider Curvin. Get it together. Uh, what's that? Get it together. Yeah, I know. You can find me at Outsider Curvin on Twitter. Um, I do have a potential a writing venture uh, coming up. I might be writing some columns here, but I'm going to save that until I get it all set up. So just know that be on the lookout here in maybe another week or two. Um, I might be writing somewhere special and I'll let everybody know. That's it for me though. That's all I got.
0: So, uh, let me take these next 20 minutes to t- get my stuff over real quick. Um, no, not 20. It's gonna be like more like 15. Um, you can find your boy at, at it's Ray cash, R E Y as in Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. Um, you can find our podcast at outsiders edge S S don't forget to follow everybody on the Social Suplex Podcast Network at Social Suplex. You have your New Japan Pro Wrestling show with Keeping a Strong Style at Ki Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy. You have the Wrestling Watch with our uh, our, our esteemed and uh, excommunicated kind of sorta, I guess you could say, brother Caleb at Wrestling Watch SS covers. Oh, so we, we promote
1: him now. We promote him.
0: Well I've always he's part of, I'm promoting the brand, bro. I'm, promoting, I'm I'm the nice guy of the group.
1: Yeah. You're the you. heel. I am, thank you.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you also have oh One Nation Radio, the flagship, which is at one nation at One Nation uh radio. But yeah, One Nation Radio, yeah. Um but uh you know, it's only by rich by Rich now. James had is in hiatus right now for wrestling. Um Ricky and Clive, our good friends from across the pond, at Ricky and Clive, who Carl should be finally, now that he has time, making an appearance on.
1: Yeah, have, I'm, I'm probably trying to do that sometime in the next couple weeks.
0: We have a new podcast on on added to the family on the network, Grown man, wa- grown Men Watch This Shit, which is an indie podcast, <laughs> hosted by Chris and James. How let them? I haven't got just to just listen to the show yet, but I will, you know. Uh, I'm not the biggest indie mark, but you know, gotta, gotta help out the family. And I have some super secret news that I'm not going to announce it yet, but there might be something else in the works for a friend of mine in the podcast. Not me, I got enough, but a good friend of mine who I'm very excited about. Uh, we'll, I'll tell you more about that as it comes. Don't forget my other show with one Jordan Fox. The world class radio, yes, changed today because we are technically a radio show now. Follow us at World Class Daily. Follow him at Fox the Podcaster. We are also uh, sponsored by formerly Imperial Wrestling Revolution, now changed to World Class World Class Revolution or World Class Pro Wrestling out of Oklahoma. We are sponsored by a actual wrestling company. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard Carl, but they got a TV deal now.
1: Yeah, I did hear that. It Kansas was in and experience. Missouri,
0: and we're Choplin. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm 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 very familiar with Choplin.
0: Yes. So you know you know the we're, the brand is growing, um, and we're affiliated with that. Also, you can find the the World Class podcast, World Class Radio, on the Chairshot.com, among other places. But you can and you can also find me. I have started writing again for the Chairshot. First column is out. You can find it somewhere on my, my Twitter or the World Class uh, Radio Twitter World Class, at World Class Daily. Um, I write Mondays, Tuesdays. So, yeah, look out for that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know I can. What else is there for me to?
1: I don't know. You, you plug literally everything. Uh,
0: you know, the playoffs are in. The, <laughs> it's, it's, it's conference championship time. Uh, the NBA lottery is coming up. I don't know. I can plug some more stuff if I'm you about want. to kill you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's all I got. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, we appreciate y'all continuing to listen, continuing to, to support.
1: Tell um, your friends.
0: <laughs> tell a friend who's gonna tell a friend. Yeah. Um, but no, man, the, the, the listens for the for the for our and the listens for the brand in general have been tremendous, and they continue to grow. So we owe that to nobody else but you guys. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for allowing us to give our very controversial and different opinions. We were gonna do it anyway, but just thank you. <laughs> um, anything else you got, man?
1: That's it, guys. We'll be back next week. Not sure what we'll be talking about, but there's always something. Yes, we are. It's, it's the wins don't losses, wins and losses Ooh. don't matter. All right, so get 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 ready.
0: No, yeah, I might have to sit out that one. I don't, I I can only take so much heat.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: All right, guys, appreciate it. Have a good one.
1: Take it easy.